For over 40 years, Ermi has been an industry leader in educating and informing insurance and risk management professionals. This podcast explores current subjects in the insurance industry. Find out more about our podcast at ermi.com. Hi, I'm Joel Applebaum, the Chief Content Officer for Ermi, and I'm so pleased to have here as our podcast guest today, Wayne Holt, Director of Western Region Farm Underwriting for Nationwide, and one of our outstanding Ermi Agricon presenters. In this podcast, you'll learn about the stressors impacting farm and agricultural risk and what leaders in our field are doing to manage through the, this time of crisis. Welcome, Wayne. Thanks for being our guest today. Morning, Joel. Great to be here. Wayne, let's start with Ermi saying thank you to Nationwide for being a grand conference sponsor for the Ermi Agricons for so many years. Our conferences, you know, they, they aren't affordable <laughs> to attendees or great educational events uh, without this kind of industry support. So we appreciate it and want to say thank you and recognize that you are a sponsor. And uh, our, also, I want to give the first tip to our listeners today, and that's that the Ermi Agri-Risk newsletters are free. We have a lot of free resources at ermi.com. It's a great way to enhance your career and industry knowledge by signing up for this newsletter because you're going to get news, trends, expert commentary, risk tips, and also a podcast like this um, or on, and, and thought leadership. So, uh, you know, it's a great way to enhance your career. If you want to find uh, this podcast or subscribe to the newsletter, go to ermi.com. And in the newsletter, you click on that owl with the uh, nationwide logo that says 2020 Grand Sponsor. And uh, that'll take you uh, to uh, the podcast. And you could subscribe there or on any platform that you listen to podcasts on. So, uh, Wayne, again, thanks for your continued sponsorship. And especially for our first ever virtual conference obviously because of COVID. And, uh, you know, why? tell me why Nationwide has been a sponsor uh, for so long and, 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 and what you, you and your company get out of it. Well, I've only been at Nationwide for just a short three years, so I don't understand necessarily all of the history. What I do know, uh, Nationwide started as an ag or farm company. Roots go back well over 100 years as a farm insurer originally. Uh, and even today, we're 43 of the 50 states is uh, where we have our farm offerings. Many of the individuals on the corporate board of directors are farmers actively farming today. Many of the individuals within Nationwide Ag are actually from the life, farming families. Many have had educations, you know, in agricultural um, pursuits. So farming is sort of in Nationwide's DNA. It's something we're all committed to, and Agricon continues to be part of that commitment. Awesome. Well, you know, um, you know, this Agricon that's going virtual is is uh, going to be a new experience for all of us, and and hopefully for all the attendees that would have joined us in in Des Moines. So one of the things I, I think you were one of the first major insurance companies to have all of your employees work from home when uh, COVID-19 erupted. And I think you've also announced some pretty major office uh, restructuring. So 
how has that whole experience been and what advice do you have for farm and ag underwriters working remotely to operate as a high performance team uh, from your own experience? Uh, well, I'll start with the, the last question first. As relative to advice, um, you know, communication becomes even more important and the frequency of that communication more important. In our case, the technology certainly helps. So um, we've had the technology in place for a while. Uh, we hadn't necessarily put it to uh, this amount of use, uh, but we did recently. It turns out it works and we're continuing to do tweaks on that. So I think it's important that you employ all of the available technology and then use it to its fullest, uh, probably at least early on, over-communicate, um, you know, not just by phone, but by camera, so virtually, virtual meetings, et cetera. I think that's hugely important. Cool. Relative to uh, how we deployed, uh, I think it went really, really well, uh, perhaps better than maybe I expected. Uh, others probably had planned for this and had every confidence, but you know, my leadership told me on the day that the decision came down uh, that we were going to go home, that my job was to support my associates. Uh, and if I did a good job of that, they'd be able to support the business and our insurance. That's what happened. So I know our associates are really, really thrilled at sort of the, the way that we responded as a company. Um, uh, I, I get emails and phone calls all the time talking about just what a great job they think we did on their behalf. So I'm pretty proud of that. Um, uh, obviously, I'm just in the NWAG or farm side of the business, but that's my understanding even throughout nationwide that um, the technology worked. Um, it worked really well. We continue to tweak on that because obviously it didn't go flawlessly, but generally I think it went very, very well. And the team, the folks went home um, and met the, met the call. You know, they did what they had to do. They arranged their schedules. Obviously, we were all home with kids and spouses and animals and all those things. Um, and so we became a lot more tolerant, perhaps, of background distractions uh, and or sometimes unavailability while you put the baby to bed and then came back to work. But it's working and it continues to work really well. Um, and then the everyday meetings, you know, we probably um, have gotten better. Maybe we weren't as, as good as we might have been in the beginning, but I can tell you the meetings, the virtual meetings that I've attended recently are just as good in many ways as they've ever been. And um, and I'm pretty proud of that. We enjoy each other's company and now we enjoy each other's company virtually. So um, I think it's working pretty well. And I think it's, uh, it's obviously the wave of the future. Um, you know, I think a lot of uh, tech companies were using this even prior to COVID. And so many of us in, in other industries are just now catching up. But I think it's working fine. Oh, great. Awesome. It's good to know that you can be, you know, responsive to your agricultural uh, business customers and, and still accommodate so many people working from home. I would say at Ermi, we, we've had a very similar experience. And, you know, I've also received a lot of, you know, positive communications, just people being grateful that we can continue uh, serving our industry, continue working from home uh, when, when, when many other industries haven't been so lucky, right? Um, we're using the book, it, it's called Traction. So um, it has, it talks about entrepreneurial operating systems and essentially setting 
three goals to accomplish every 90 days. And every person in our company has, uh, has those. And uh, that just helps us you know, keep working harder than ever. And uh, so I, I, I just really think that it, it's important that we can continue to deliver and serve our clients and how important the insurance industry is, uh, you know, to, to, the, to all industries at, at this particular time. So uh, are there issues important to Nationwide that you think are important to, you know, get out, you know, just related to COVID-19, anything in particular? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if there's specific issues to Nationwide that others haven't either already experienced or will experience and deal with. Um, you know, if I just had to go back and think about the whole response to this, because COVID hit, you know, the entire country and the world sort of broadside. Um, you know, I think the ability to be flexible, um, to depend on your associates and your employees to do the right thing and enable them to do that, I think that's hugely important. Uh, and I think we've done a good job of that. And frankly, I think in many cases, the industry has done a good job of that. Yeah. Great. I mean, I think, you know, I was, I was specifically thinking about things like, you know, uh, you know, you can't cancel policy. We're not canceling policies right now. We're doing uh, premium financing or, or anything like that, that, you know, I, I know our resources that, you know, we have a lot of free resources out there for, for COVID that people seem to be very interested in is, uh, you know, non-renewal, cancellation, those types of things, because I think, you know, the industry is feeling a little bit of stress. And I think you also hear a little bit about, you know, uh, you know, hard, hard market. <laughs> so, so that kind of thing, Any, anything in, in that response that you, you know, you pr are particularly proud of or. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, you know, I think the most important thing relative to our response is all we did was go home, but a lot of things didn't change relative to our view uh, of agriculture um, and, you know, the necessity to be of service to our agents and our insureds. Um, for the most part, farm insureds continue to do what they do. Uh, so in many cases, you know, the rural parts of the country, um, life in some cases continued without a whole lot of change. In other cases, of course, um, you know, major changes. I think just because every customer is unique, every situation is unique, I, I still struggle to think of what a typical farm looks like because I haven't found one yet. They're all so very different. Um, you know, we did a lot of things. We offered building extensions uh, in many cases. In other cases, we extended policies, you know, beyond their X date uh, where insureds and agents weren't able to meet and make placement decisions. In other cases, we've been open to looking, you know, um, at how the pandemic has affected an insured's operation. And then we work with that agent to amend coverages on that basis. And of course, states have issued mandates unique to their geography and their situations. My perspective is that we just tried and continue to try to do the right thing. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Appreciate that. You know, uh, b before, you know, COVID started or just as it was starting, uh, we got to see you take part in a uh, very topical, well-received panel 
um, discussion called weathering the stress, right? So <laughs> before we added the stress of COVID, there were already plenty of things out there. And uh, we are really pleased to present a that topic uh, again at our upcoming virtual conference, September 15th and 16th. And I know the panel is about uh, stressors facing the farm and ranch world as a result of, you know, we were talking about client change at the time, and we were also talking about tariffs and trade wars. And, but there are things like bankruptcies, and, and now you throw on, you know, COVID-19. And as you say, you know, every operation is different. different. So you approach this in the panel from the standpoint of the effects of insurance and risk management. Could you just give our audience kind of a preview of what hardships you're seeing right this moment and what the direct effects are on the various coverages? Sure. Well, sure. Um, let me just add to the list because <laughs> it goes on and on. And of course, the farm and ag community has always had uh, a lot of risk in front of it. Um, you know, there's weather and disease and commodity prices, labor issues, water pollution, um, now international competition and tariffs and throw COVID on top. And tomorrow it'll be something else. Um, all of those, um, you know, present stressors or issues for the farm and the farmer, um, both as a matter of the business and then there's financial implications for that, of course. So those pressures continue uh, and will continue. That's never going to change. All the while that's happening, the world has gotten more complicated relative to uh, hazard management. The world is more litigious than ever before. Uh, so the panel that I was participating on focused on those issues, both from a health management perspective um, we had a doctor, we had a doctor on the panel, Dr. Freeman, and then we talked about it from an insurance perspective as well. Um, I think from my perspective, just important to manage risk through the operational considerations, good business practices, uh, the right insurance products and solutions. And then that risk advisor has to play an important role in creating a balance and not just providing products and, and, and solutions, but obviously, you know, participating in that risk management sort of effort. I think the ultimate question probably needs to be, does my insurance product align with the operational risks that I'm exposed to? Depending on the state, you know, do I as a farmer forego work comp insurance or run the risks that come with operating without it? Uh, my buildings, do I continue to insure them as the age or not, or at what valuation? What's my approach relative to deductibles? Uh, is the operation that I run as a side business? A lot of our farmers have got side hustles or things they do on the off season. And from a risk standpoint, when all the costs are added up, does it make sense? Am I using insurance as a risk management tool or is insurance the entirety of my risk management plan? Because uh, they're very different. Uh, an issue today that's fresh out of the news is auto. The auto line, as we all know, is blowing up and it's blown up on a national basis. So you got to think about what are the insurance hiring practices and fleet management practices and how much risk am I taking on? What are the implications for insurance and for cost? 
What used to be simple is now a lot more complicated. The world's become more expensive, more litigious, as I said. Our job as insurance professionals, no matter which part or what role we play within that world, uh, is to help our insured manage risks, inclusive of costs, uh, loss control services, safety training, consultation, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the, the risk advisor serves a really important role in learning um, at an individual basis what's going on at our insured locations, understanding the operational risks and the need of the insured and recognizing and, and advising even when the topics are really difficult and really sensitive. Uh, the trusted advisor role is critical in managing the stressors on the farm and managing the business. Um, it's just a crucial role, and I don't think it can be, you know, uh, underemphasized. Did I answer your question, Joel? Yes, you did, and, and, and you wowed me. I mean, I think that is why I was so impressed with uh, your panel the first time I listened to it. It, it was you know, deeply understanding the personal situation that each person is in and being there to respond uh, to them as not only just, you know, either an insurance agent or an insurance carrier, but as a as a business partner, helping them manage the risks that they face today. So I'm looking forward to uh, that conversation to happen again virtually. Um, registration is open at army.com. So if uh, you people want to learn more and hear more about Wayne's great insight, uh, go to army.com and sign up. And uh, Wayne, I just want to say thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation. I found it insightful. And uh, we hope all of our listeners join us at the virtual, virtual AgriCon. Uh, the Iowa Secretary of Agricultural Culture, Mike Nag is our opening speaker. He'll give us the inside scoop on all things COVID and agriculture in, in Iowa. And, and, and of course that represents many more states is what's going on. So thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Joel. Great conversation. Really enjoyed it. Looking forward to the panel and uh, virtual panel that is. Hey, thanks for listening. Go to ermy.com for more information and be sure to subscribe there to Ermy Podcast for more talks like this and to be notified when a new episode is released.